After 62 years, the Texas Rangers finally get their first ever World Series victory, bringing the title back to the Rangers. So what a great World Series. A little gentleman sweep for the Rangers over the Diamondbacks. Uh, that has concluded. So no more baseball uh, for a couple months, but it's a short month, and the baseball will be back soon. We also got some NBA action to break down. We're in full, uh, full swing on that, and then college football in the NFL. NFL is past the halfway point in college football. Just one more month until conference championship Saturday. So going to breaking some of those games down and more. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, literally anywhere. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and millions.co at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website. Go get some merch, uh, burgersbratspodcast.com. And if you're watching live on millions.co, you can also check out the Amazon shop where you can customize your own jerseys, uh, get some bracelets, get a... Uh, horns down t-shirt uh, for cheap uh, just click go to millions.co and check out burgers and brats so all right let's start with the world series i mean what it, it was a good it was a good entertaining world series i know this was one of if not the least watched world series in since about the 60s or even before that it, since they've been recording it's one of the least watched ones I believe 9.1 million for game one, which is the lowest in a since the 60s. So, uh, and, and that was one of the that was a walk off win. So, that was a fun game. It, it's been entertaining, uh, a little gentleman sweep. So, no game seven action, nothing fun like that. Not like the previous series before where both went into a game seven in the uh, championship series. So, uh, Rangers game one, walk off. Arizona takes game two, nine to one. You're like, okay, maybe game one was a fluke. Arizona could have been up 2 0. Texas wins game three. Texas wins game four, 11 to seven. They get the bats hot early. Uh, didn't really have any pitching for the Diamondbacks. And then game five uh, were no hit. The Rangers were no hit through six and end up scoring some runs in those uh, final few innings. So I think that was the first ever World Series victory where. A team had been no hit that late into a game and still won. So pretty remarkable stuff there. Uh, it, the Rangers only scored six innings, a total of six innings in the last three games, and ended up winning. So I mean, the bats got hot one inning, but otherwise it was it was a good pitching duel. I mean, game one, slow low walk off. Uh, game two, I mean, Rangers only scored one. Uh, low in game three. Game four, they got hot. Game five, it was 0-0 heading into the seventh, and then it kind of blew open. So uh, <clears throat> what a crazy series, especially for the Rangers when Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, they paid all that money for those guys to not show up and do absolutely jack squat. They shouldn't even get a ring, honestly, for how bad they were. Uh, Max Scherzer luckily gets two rings now. He, nah, he doesn't deserve a ring, but luckily it was a group project. Uh, they did this without Adoles Garcia, too. Uh, I believe left in game Three. So they missed game four and game five, and the Rangers end up winning them anyways and getting their bats hot and scoring a lot of runs without Odoles Garcia. Obviously, he would have won the uh, MVP, but uh, Corey Seager, I mean, balled out. I mean, only guy, I think, with uh, two MVPs for two different teams in the World Series. So uh, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, now, there's only five teams that never won a World Series. 
So it, it's always fun to see a team get their first World Series in franchise history. I mean, three of the four major sports have now their this previous winners have all been first timers uh, with Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Denver Nuggets, and then now the Texas Rangers. So we'll see if the NFL can get their first ever winner, and they've got twelve of those teams. So uh, overall, I th- it was a good, it was a good, it was a good, good World Series, uh, gentlemen sweep. So games were pretty close, most of them at least. And um, we'll see how the Rangers do next year. They, they get a few guys back. They got a few guys on contract. Got to get some pitching. But uh, it was good to see the Diamondbacks and the Rangers teams that really don't make the World Series end up making it and playing for each chip. So uh, that's the World Series. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers beating the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right, let's go into the NFL first. Um, week, week eight recap, uh, Bengals and Cowboys were winners. Bengals beating the 49ers, looking pretty good doing it. Cowboys beating up on the Rams, uh, offense, defense clicking. Both these teams are on the come up. I think both these teams are one of the top teams in, in, in the league. 49ers, man, they lose three straight now. They are clearly out of the top, 100% out of the top three, probably out of the top five rankings for the NFL right now, just losing those three in a row. But, I mean, they look to get back on track, and they definitely can. They've got a great team uh, around them. Panthers get their first win. Come on, Panthers. I pick against you, and you go and beat the C.J. Stroud Texans. I, I That was a little surprising to me, uh, how that game, I mean, how low scoring that game was and how the uh, Texans really didn't get much on offense, especially with how good C.J.'s been balling out. So, uh, Panthers finally get the first win. Bryce Young. Uh, Kirk Cousins out for the year with an Achilles injury. You hate to see that. Minnesota was looking good. Kirk Cousins was looking really good. Uh, he was he was definitely in the top three for MVP, at least quarterback-wise, and one of the leading passers in the league. So it sucks seeing that injury and the Viking season just going downhill. Will Levis, man. I tried to tell you all about Will Levis. I said this guy should be in the first round. He should be over Anthony Richardson. He should be up there in the top five of draft pick. Went and balled out four touchdowns in his debut to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they look good. He looks really good. A rookie goes out there first game with those four touchdowns. I mean, deep balls too, not just little one-yarders. That man's a baller. I try try to tell you all about Will Levis, man. I try to tell him. Uh, Broncos. Broncos finally get uh, beat the or in the 16-game skid to the Kansas City Chiefs and beat Patrick Mahomes for the first time. So that was good, fun, and good to see as a Broncos fan uh, just shutting down. Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift wasn't there to help Travis Kelsey this game, so she'll probably be at every other game. Uh, pa- this was uh, Patrick Mahomes' twenty uh, fourth, or he had a twenty nine game, sh- twenty nine game streak with a touchdown. That's over twenty nine games in a row with a touchdown pass and didn't have one single one. Chiefs had five turnovers in the game. All right, uh, some picks for this week. I mean, we got some good games. Uh, four really good games in my opinion this week and. Um, it's going to be some of the better action that we see in the NFL. It's been a pretty boring season. Haven't really been excited for much of these games, but uh, these three or these four games are pretty good in my opinion. All right, let's start with the Seahawks at the Ravens. Uh, Ravens six-point favorites in this game. Both teams only two losses on the year. Lamar and Baltimore, I definitely think, can make a run. I thought they were an underdog pick for the season. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons. Lamar's a former MVP. He's a really good quarterback, running back, whatever. Uh, Seattle leads the West right now uh, because of the San Francisco's three-game losing streak. Rams, uh, Cardinals haven't been looking that good. 
Baltimore, third in the league with rushing yards per game with 143. But Seattle's a top 10 defense in stopping the run. So it, it is hard to stop uh, Lamar Jackson from running the ball, but if you stop the running backs and uh, all that, play a little scheme for that, force Lamar to throw, uh, it, it should be okay because, I mean, Baltimore gets a lot done on the ground. Both 4-1 and one in their last five, both playing some great uh, great football. Baltimore, 6-1 and one when leading at the half. So these seven games, we're in week nine, so they've led for seven of the games at halftime, uh, only losing one of them. Both like to score first as well. Seattle scored first in uh, six games, and Baltimore scored first in seven games. Uh, but one's four and two, and one's five and two. So uh, these teams like to score and uh, t- hold the lead in the halftime. Who so whoever scores first uh, could be a good indication on who wins this football game and who comes out hot. Lamar only nine touchdown passes on the year, though uh, getting a lot done on the ground and uh, kind of keeping that ball on with his team. Gino really knew he was going to regress this year. I obviously no one I did not expect him to ball last year, and I definitely didn't expect him to continue that and do that same thing this year. Baltimore though just needs a wide receiver one. Odell should have dressed up as a uh, WR one. Uh, that would have been nice uh, for this Halloween. Baltimore's got the second ranked defense. Uh, it, it should be a good game. Both teams get on defense. Both teams can score. Uh, but I like Baltimore in a close one. I think Seattle. I think six is a lot in this game. But I think Baltimore wins twenty four to twenty three. So a close game. But I like Baltimore. All right. Uh, Dolphins at the Chiefs. This game is at eight thirty a.m. Central, nine thirty a.m. nine thirty a.m. Eastern. It is in London on Sunday. So get up early for this one. Chiefs, a one and a half point favorite, even though they just put up a terrible performance last week in Denver. Uh, winner is really the winner of this game is really set for that one seed in the AFC. Uh, I'm a little worried about the Chiefs, just how they play. Dolphins have looked good uh, all year. Tyreek Hill, I mean, balling out 1,000 yards already on the season through eight games. I mean, the fastest ever. So, and he is the fastest ever. So, uh, Kelsey, better have T Swift there, like I said. Uh, why not? Because, I mean, he hit his under this week for the first time. Uh, need, need your baby, uh, Taylor, there. Miami, number one in every single offensive category points, rushing, yards, passing, everything. Uh, they are number one. Miami, they've only scored first three times, but they're 3 0 when scoring first, and they're 6 0 when holding the lead at the halftime. So this team really hasn't gotten off too hot but after those first two drives second quarter they get out uh, and they held they lead in six games and won every single one so expect expect them to score first they need to score first in this game because kansas city is still really good uh chiefs have led uh at halftime in six of their games and they're five and one in those so both teams i mean obviously when you're that good you're gonna be leading at half and winning those games uh kansas city uh like i said uh five turnovers last week Packer Mahomes, three turnovers last week. Uh, pretty crazy. You don't really see that from them. I think Pat gets his touchdown streak back on. I mean, you should in this game. Uh, Tua really does look like an MVP candidate. If he can go beat these Chiefs pretty good, i uh, definitely put the, him up there at number one, especially with Kirk out of the of the picture. But uh, it should be a fun game in London. Going to be waking up early. Hopefully we remember about this. But I'm going – I'm going Dolphins in this one. Chiefs are a one-and-a-half point favorite. I like the Dolphins to win in London. 31-27. to 27. Should be a lot of fireworks over there. 
All right, Bills at Bengals. Bills two or Bengals two two point favorite in this one. I mean, uh, re, Sunday night football. So this game finally get a good Sunday night football primetime game. Uh, this is basically a Demar Hamlin rematch. The Bengals are back. They are back, in my opinion, getting that win over the 49ers and just what they've done the last few games. They still don't rank very good offensively and defensively. Uh, they're Cincinnati's 29th on offense and 27th on defense. So, I mean, those stats should creep up into the higher tiers uh, in the next few weeks. But uh, Bills, I just really don't trust them. They do look really good on offense. Uh, but they've had some close wins. Josh Allen, 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, but eight interceptions. Can't keep, can't really keep hold of the football to his own team. Joe Barrow, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns. So uh, he's finally getting his stats out there. I mean, he only had five touchdowns just two weeks ago or so, but he's been playing really good. Uh, Bills, one and two on the road. So this is only their fourth road game, and they have not fared well on the road. Both have a losing record in conference, and this is a conference game. Bills are two and three. Cincinnati's zero and three. Like I said, that's why I liked Cincinnati last week because they were three and zero against the NFC. Uh, but they not good against their own conference. Cincinnati four and one in their last five. That's what I'm talking about. Cincinnati's back. They're getting the rhythm going. They're looking good. Uh, Cincinnati only giving up, or Cincinnati only is uh, uh, on the ground, averaging seventy nine rushing yards per game. You gotta you gotta keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands and uh, get a ground game going. Joe Mixon, the baller, he's a beast. So get Joe Mixon, run the rock, uh, bust some people, uh, keep the ball on the ground, and uh, keep Josh Allen off the field. Bills, I mean the Bills last four ha- really haven't been impressive. Pretty close one score games. Uh, Cincinnati, I think they get back on track and become a front runner for the AFC, and they get the win over Buffalo, twenty seven to twenty four. So give me the Bengals in this one. Uh, every home team is favored in, in these matchups. So uh, final final game, Dallas at the Eagles. Eagles three-point favorites at home. NFC or the NFL game of the week. Uh, this could decide the NFC East. I mean, both these teams are so good that losses don't come very often. And this game could easily decide who is the leader in the NFC East. NFC beast uh, at the end. Dallas, third overall on defense. And their offense, it got in sync last week, but it's just had those hit or miss weeks where it's gone hot, cold, hot, cold. And that's what we've seen from Dak. Eagles, second on offense and seventh on defense. So these two teams are, I mean, top teams in the league, obviously. Offense and defense, and that's how you win championships. Uh, Concern was, uh, I mean, Washington got 31 on Philly last week. Uh, Philly's been giving up some points, especially with this Washington team. Dallas, 2-2 two and two on the road. Uh, it's a tough place to play in Philadelphia, obviously, and when you're 2-2, two two, not, not good otherwise, and especially when you can't heavily rely on Dak Prescott as quarterback if, if he's not showing out. Uh, both do like to score first and lead at the half. Both teams have done that a majority of the season. Dak, only 10 touchdowns on the year. See, only 10 touchdowns for Dak. Hertz has eight interceptions on the season. Got to keep care, keep care of the ball, man. Got to keep care if you're going to win. Uh, let uh, Swift ball out. Got to spread out versus this Dallas defense. And if you're getting points on Dallas, I really like where you're uh, standing and uh, how you're going to control this game. Because, I mean, this Dallas defense is tough. But if you go out there, hit them in the mouth on that first drive, 
I really like that Eagle, the Eagles' chance to win this. I just don't. I just don't know. How I can rely on Dak, and that defense sometimes gives us gives up a lot of points. But so did the Philadelphia Eagles. But I like them at home. City, city of brotherly love. Give me Jalen Hurts and the Eagles beating the Dallas Cowboys. We'll go uh, twenty-eight to twenty-five. Uh, give me the Eagles. All right, that's my NFL picks for the week. Uh, Tank to the bank. Did pretty good uh, last week. Uh, let's move into On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Uh, need new glasses, contacts, sunglasses? Check them out, Hefner Eye Care. Uh, check it out, HefnerEyeCare.com, where you can try their virtual try-on from the comfort of your own couch. Uh, HefnerEyeCare.com. All right, 1922, almost 100 years ago, 101 years ago uh, to the day, Howard Carter discovers the intact tomb of King Tut. Pretty remarkable discovery in history. In 1935, the Parker Brothers launched the board game Monopoly. Yeah. And then 1987, the NBA announces four new franchises to come in the next few years. Can you name them? 1987? Charlotte, Miami, Orlando, and Minneapolis all coming to the NBA. All right, happy birthday, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Bill Walton, and America's or Oklahoma's favorite kid, uh, Will Rogers. Never met a man he did not like. Happy birthday. Good on this day in history. All right, let's go to a little quick NBA action. A little something. The Lakers escape. The Clippers get the win in overtime the other night. I mean, these Lakers and Clippers teams, I mean, they're both 3-2, and two, but uh, playing some good basketball. Kawhi Leonard, 38 points. LeBron, 35-12. and 12. Russell Westbrook, 11, and eight, or 11 rebounds, 8 assists on the game. Uh, James Harden, or uh, Paul George, uh, balled out with 35 as well. James Harden's going to add it to the mix. Uh, this, this Clippers team can definitely make a run. In the in the West, and so is this Lakers team. I'm not counting out LeBron James. Both these teams, LA, has some great basketball going on, and these teams can definitely get a chip this year. Uh, Golden State sinks Sacramento at the buzzer with Clay Thompson hitting a winner for or San Francisco four and one. So the Warriors looking good, uh, not old, but looking good, four and one. One of the best records in the league. Denver getting their first loss against Minnesota, four and one. Milwaukee, two and two on the year. Uh, Damian Lillard only fifteen points. Giannis only sixteen the other night. Uh, lose big to the Raptors. And then we got Dallas and Denver Friday night. That should be a good game. Uh, Luca and Kyrie versus uh, Jokic and Jamal. Uh, Luka getting 33 points a game. Jokic 26 and 11. Luka is also their leading rebounder and assist getter with 10 and 10. These two guys, I mean, these two Europeans playing pretty dang good. Uh, also, we got Golden State versus Oklahoma City. Should be a fun matchup, uh, old versus new. Oklahoma City looks uh, pretty good on the year. Uh, they look pretty good, these young guys. Uh, Chet looks like he's playing good. I expect him to do some good things. Uh, and then Saturday, we got... Uh, Boston at Brooklyn. We don't care about that game, actually. Uh, Phoenix at Philadelphia, though, on Saturday. That should be a good one with Embiid 
and uh, KD going at each other. Uh, Sam, or the Suns, 2-2 two and two in the West. Not looking too good, honestly. Sixers only 2-1. and one. I expect the Suns to just kind of get the get the game going. Don't really know the timetable on Booker and Beal's return, but once they come back, they should start heating up and playing some good basketball. All right, uh, NBA, uh, still early in the season. Can't really take take everything pretty much with a grain of salt uh, with it. But uh, excited that season is underway. Should be good. All right, let's go into the college football recap. Uh, Georgia gets another win, this time a blowout last week. Uh, North Carolina loses to another bad team, uh, North Carolina, uh, their season's over. Clemson, 4-4 four and four on the year, and Dabo said that fans were the problem. I mean, uh, Dabo Sweeney, 4-4, eh, four and four, uh, that's not going to cut it at Clemson. He knows that, obviously. But, I mean, he's guaranteed a down gear two years. Uh, still a trust in Dabo, but he's got to get he's got to go into the portal, use that NIL stuff to get recruits because they're not coming. Uh, Oregon State losing. They are now out of the race in the Pac-12. Uh, Washington, uh, another win. Uh, Oregon looks really good. Pac-12, I mean, looked pretty good. USC getting a 50-49 to win over Cal. That is not good. That is, You are terrible on defense if you're giving up that. You're down double digits at halftime. Uh, Ohio State kind of a little trouble with some bad teams, but they look good against good teams, so who knows. Uh, Ohio State, though, uh, not going to get tested until Michigan. Either Michigan's not going to get tested until Ohio State. And then uh, Jet Sweep, Jeff Levy, uh, causes a loss from Oklahoma at Kansas. That was a tough one to watch with uh, how much you don't trust your fifth-year Heisman, one of your Heisman front-runner quarterbacks, Dylan Gabriel. That was very tough to watch, and he better not be conservative the rest of the season. All right, let's break down some of these games. Uh, good good slate. We got some. We got a good slate of games, some Ranked matchups, college ball playoffs came rankings came out. I thought Georgia should have stayed at number one. Uh, I mean, until they prove they can lose, I don't know why why you move them. But I think Georgia should be number one, Michigan number two. Even though they're sign stealing, I think something needs to happen about that. The hammer needs to come down on Michigan, and then probably three. Uh, probably go Ohio State four, Florida State five. Washington, and then number six, Oregon. That's my top six for the college football playoff. And uh, should see some shakeup this week. So, All right. Uh, number 15, Notre Dame at Clemson. Notre Dame only a three-point favorite in this game. It's still hard to go in and win at Death Valley. Both quarterbacks pretty similar in the stats. It's going to be a defense versus defense type game, both ranked in the top 10 statistically. Uh, so it should be a scarce of points uh, here. Clemson, just major disappointing, but it can get them back on track with a major win, and they're still two wins away from bowl eligibility. So get a big win. You get the season back on. You get recruiting back uh, healthy. And uh, Clemson's three losses have only been by one score. So it's not like they're getting blown out. Uh, just three of them, one-score games, could have gone either way, one in overtime. Uh, Notre Dame just needed one stop against Ohio State, one yard. You just needed one yard against Ohio State, uh, and you could be uh, probably a top-five team or something. 
but uh, no, you gave up that yard. Uh, tough, it, yeah. It need Will Shipley involved more with this Clemson offense? Klubnik is just really is not getting it done. Really sucks. He traded away DJ Ubilay, uh for him because I think if DJ was still on this Clemson team, they would have a few more wins, maybe only one loss, or maybe even zero. But as football, uh, Clemson, I think you can get through if you get two plus turnovers, and it's not like Sam Hartman's been really balling out that much this year. He's got good passing yards wise, but um, turnovers, touchdowns, just not really there. Uh, Clemson, uh, D is good, while uh, Notre Dame's offense, it really hasn't been that great with Sam Hartman. We're expecting more points, especially with how good he's been uh, the last few years, but um, Clemson can win this game. Get, I mean, get two stops. You're looking to win this game by maybe a score or more. Uh, it will be a defensive battle. Clemson just struggling the last three weeks to get wins. I think Notre Dame gets a win 34-23. to 23. I I think that three is right out. I think Notre Dame gets in that win. But I really would not be surprised if Clemson comes in, maybe loses last-second play, or even pulls out a last-second win. Uh, this game's always tough to play. And you still got Dabo Sweeney on the other side, and Marcus Freeman still learning the ropes and uh, still has a bunch of uh, mental hiccups when it comes to coaching. So, but I got Notre Dame beating Clemson. All right, number 12, Missouri. At number two, Georgia. Georgia, 15 and a half point favorite in this one. I really don't like that 15 and a half. I mean, Georgia has shown they can beat people and they've shown they can struggle against not as good teams. And I think Missouri's one of those, eh, okay. You, you really wouldn't expect them to win a be number 12, maybe top 20, but not number 12. Uh, Mizzou almost upset them last year at Missouri, at Columbia. I'm surprised that didn't go into any of this. Uh, Cook and Beck, pretty much identical numbers offensively. Uh, no Brock Bowers, though, and really that hasn't been a problem for Georgia, but it could in one of these games. Uh, it is uh, in between the hedges at Georgia. Mizzou really needs to be perfect this game and then some. I think if your quarterback goes out and throws one interception, you miss a field goal, you give up something. I don't see them winning this game. You got to be really good and can't have any turnovers if you want to stay in it. Uh, Georgia's Edwards, eight touchdowns on 96 attempts. Uh, Georgia also got 500 yards per game, and they only give up 272. So this team is really good, but they've also been in some close games just not being able to move the football because, I mean, Carson Beck's still learning everything. Uh, still not, not as good, apparently, as Bennett. Uh, Missouri really can score 30. Missouri has scored 30-plus on every single opponent besides one. So Missouri knows how to score points. Don't care if Georgia's uh, top team in defense. Uh, you're going to give up some points. Uh, and this Missouri team knows how to score them. This is only Missouri's third road game of the season. Only their third road game of the year. Uh, Missouri's also 2-1 versus the top 25, while Georgia's only 1-0 versus the top 25. Uh, so both these teams have played some good competition. I really like Mizzou to keep it close. I think it's going to be high scoring, and I think that Georgia is tested. I really would not be surprised if Georgia loses this game. I, I think they can. Uh, Missouri's a decent team. They almost beat them last year, and they're better. This Missouri team's better than last year, and Georgia's just so iffy uh, every single week. I don't know which team I'm getting, but I'm going Georgia 35-30. to 30. I think 15.5 is way too much for this game. 
All right, number five, Washington at number 20, USC. Washington, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Going back and forth thinking, should I pick Washington? Should I pick USC? I mean, USC or Washington has looked terrible, terrible their last few weeks. Should have had multiple losses in uh, awful competition. But then you realize USC has looked even worse, giving up 49 to Cal. I mean, 30-plus to Arizona. Uh, have 40 to Utah, just who a team that only scores 20 points a game with their four string quarterback. So it's going to be a 63 to 62 type game, in my opinion. There is no stopping either of these teams. I don't think there will be a single punt in this game. There, there, there will not be. I will, I will bet everything on that. Uh, these are really the two best quarterbacks in college football statistically. Michael Penix having a little better year than Caleb Williams, but. Uh, these two quarterbacks are the are the best uh, with top 10 offenses and bottom tier defenses, ranking 99th and 114th statistically in total defense. Guys, this is, this is not good. It's terrible. Uh, I don't know how Washington is undefeated at this point. Uh, last four Washington games were by one score and not against good opponents. One was Oregon, yes, but the other games weren't. Four of five for USC have been one-score games. So <laughs> these two teams know how to win when it's close in those uh, tight pressure situations. Uh, USC's 0-2 versus top 25, while Washington is 1-0 versus top 25. Washington's got one of the better wins on the air. I don't trust either defense, like I said. I think USC's got to force Washington to run uh, only 102 yards per game. Penix, while Penix is averaging 399 yards per game, so force the run, just get the get the safeties in the corners deep. Uh, don't let Penix throw. Uh, both these teams, USC, 56 points per game, while Washington's averaging 40 points a game. But, I mean, so Washington, you'll get whatever double points you have versus USC teams. So Washington may score 80 uh, on them. Uh, Rome Medusa, a Washington's wide receiver, 907 yards on 51 receptions and seven touchdowns. This is going to be a good game. Uh, there, there will not be a punt. There's only touchdowns, no punts, no field goals, only touchdowns. I'll go 45 to 42, uh, Washington getting the win. But yeah, really, I think this could go either way. Just how much, how many points? Whoever's gonna have the ball last wins this football game. So depends on the coin flip. All right, number 14, LSU heads to Tuscaloosa to face number eight, Alabama. Bama, three point favorite in this one. Uh, top 15 matchup, neither team has a conference loss this year. LSU is my pick to win the SEC. Uh, Jane Daniels win the Heisman. And that still looks really good pick, And I, especially if they go in and beat Alabama. You are in the driver's seat to uh, make it to the SEC as the SEC West representative. Representative. Oh, my gosh. Representative. Wow, that was a tongue twister. Uh, be, and because you have an FCS opponent later on in your schedule. So you just got to win two or three more. Uh, really, uh, Milrow, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions for Alabama. This offense ranks one of the uh, bottom tiers in the country, while Jaden Daniels has 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Jaden Daniels, put this man, give this man the Heisman, like I said. He needs to be number one right now. Uh, LSU, uh, Nabbers, 56, yard, 56 receptions, 981 yards, and nine touchdowns. So, if you want any chance, Bama, you better triple team this guy because uh, this is who Jane Daniels is going to. This guy is getting the ball, and he is putting that deep, those DBs to work. 
Uh, LSU's fourth row game on the year, while this is Bama's sixth home game. Uh, Bama, 81st in offense. Like I said, bottom tier in LSU, though, is 91st in total defense. So uh, this game is going to be back and forth, obviously. Uh, luckily, LSU, or luckily, Bama, luckily for both teams, they're not good on offense or defense like that. I uh, don't trust Milrow as much in their offense to score. I think LSU can probably get a stop or uh, interception against them. It is tough to play at Tuscaloosa, but LSU is averaging 47 points a game while Bama is only averaging 30 points a game, and Bama only 147 rushing yards per game. So I think this will be a fun game. This game is always entertaining. You always get the best of the best when these two teams play. But I'm going upset LSU takes down the Crimson Tide 30-23. to 23. I just think that offense is too much for Alabama, and I'm, I'm an offensive guy. I like the offense. All right, final game of the college football slate. Uh, Bedlam, number nine, Oklahoma, heads to Stillwater to face number 22, Oklahoma State. OU a six-point favorite in this one. It's really not a rivalry. It can't be a rivalry when one team leads a series 91-18-7. to 18 and seven. Yeah, you heard that right. Oklahoma leads the series 91-18-7. It's not a rivalry. You're just beating up on little brother. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, who was a front runner for a Heisman last week until uh, offense uh, offense just wasn't there. Uh, two, 2,300 yards, 19 touchdowns, and uh, four interceptions. And, I mean, really, two of those interceptions have just been batted balls and uh, deflections. So two of them uh, weren't weren't really his fault. Uh, need the offense to throw the football and um, just get points. Throw the ball downfield. That's what's working for you. That's why Dylan Gabriel is a front runner. That's why you beat Texas because you're spreading the ball out, letting him do his thing, letting him cook. But when you just run the ball up the middle the entire time or run a jet sweep, it, it's not going to really work, especially when uh, you're not going to the hot hand at running back. But Oklahoma dealing with some injuries. Danny Stutzman is is doubtful for this game. Also, starting running back uh, Tyree Walker uh, was limited in practice. Your safeties and then some other players. So uh, we'll see how healthy Oklahoma is for this game. Uh, last Bedlam game because Oklahoma State uh, did not want to play this game anymore. So uh, last one we're getting in the Big 12 and probably last one for a while. Uh, OU top 10 on offense, defensive, defensively kind of in the middle, uh, 63rd, so I mean better than last year, but uh, still giving up 370 yards, while Oklahoma State is 108th in total defense, giving up 409 yards per game. Um, they, so, I mean, both these defenses not great. Oklahoma a little better offensively, but both can score some points. Uh, Oklahoma State... Uh, they've been doing it on the on the ground with uh, Ollie Gordon with a thousand yards on 141 attempts and 10 touchdowns. So this man was not getting the ball the first two weeks. So this is just basically the last few weeks he's been doing all this uh, pretty remarkable stuff on the ground for them. But he's only 32nd in rushing with 184, and Oklahoma is right behind them with 180 rushing yards per game. OU also averaging 10, 11 more points per game with 41 compared to 34 Oklahoma State. I just think if you go to your normal game plan, let Dylan Gabriel do his thing, throw the football, uh, you should win this game pretty handily against this Oklahoma State team who cannot stop anyone. I mean, 
they've given up a lot of points. They've given up 34, 32, 34, uh, in three of their last uh, five football games. Uh, OU banged up. See what happens with Peyton Bowen as well. Uh, last game, Oklahoma State's going to want to beat these guys because they can't ever do it. But I think Oklahoma, just with how dominant and how good they are this year, they got the confidence that everything's still in front of them. They can still play for a national championship. They're still in the front seat, front runner for the Big 12 championship. And with how conservative Mike Gundy is versus Oklahoma, Mike Gundy as a player, assistant, and a head coach, 3-19. and 3-19 and 19 in his career versus Oklahoma. Uh, got to get a ground game if you're OU. Uh, if you just want to dominate this football game or just throw the ball, it don't matter. But uh, Oklahoma, I think, gets the win. Uh, 34 to 26. So I think Oklahoma uh, wins this football game. Both teams give up. I don't think both either team can really stop uh, each other. I think it just comes down to quarterback and uh, play calling uh, to ultimately decide it. But I think Oklahoma gets the win on the road in Stillwater. So uh, last bedlam, see what happens. Uh, should expect an Oklahoma victory. All right, let's move into my final segment. Who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Uh, share my burger and I'm sharing a burger and a brought uh, burger with uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, passed away this past weekend, uh, most known for his role in Friends. And then share my brought with uh, the one of the most legendary coaches of all time, Bob Knight. Died at age 83 with three national championships with Indiana basketball. I mean, one of the greatest coaches. Uh, to ever do it in any sport. Uh, guy, tragedy, Bob Knight, tragedy passed away. So I share my burger brought with those two legendary guys uh, losing their lives this weekend. All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to take my picks to the bank. Been looking pretty good in my picks on the weeks. Uh, it's sad to see that the college football season is coming to an end and NFL, I mean, we're more than halfway through the end. So thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and millions.co at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website, burgerspodcast.com. Go buy some merch. Go rock some merch. I got it all for y'all. All right. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.